back to the three inning save podcast. Yeah, and, just and back to the three inning save. No, no three inning no save board board this no. week. Like uh, I got excited. There, yeah. yeah. If uh, the Dodgers offense had scored a little bit more runs, maybe uh, Ryan Yarbrough would have things uh, were as set you up predicted. You called the shot, it, it, but uh, except yeah, except <laughs> for the whole getting a lead part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, they should take that out of the save rule. It would be more sporting. It's been a really good yeah, week they, for the we, Dodgers. We just, uh, they haven't lost ever, since, we <laughs> since we last recorded. They they played every single day and they won every single day, all against National League West teams. Which <laughs> I'm no expert, but that bodes well for the division standings. I would think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll update on this division standings as you hinted to. It's it's good. And catch up on that, catch up on the week, see what uh, what news is going on. And then, hey, some questions from Craig. With what I will say is the, the a food question from Craig that has made me, I already read, I spoil, I read ahead. Oh, oh my God. Hungry I, I have any other yeah, question. Yeah, I haven't read it, today. so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> if people know me, if people know me, they can probably guess what food it's about, but we'll find out after this. Cilantro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So as of right now, the Dodgers have an eight and a half game lead on the Giants. 12 and a half on the Diamondbacks. 15 and a half on the Padres. When this season started, it was like, wow, the Diamondbacks are winning. The Giants might be putting things back together. The Padres are a little behind, but the team is so talented that certainly they're going to make a nice little comeback. And that they, all fell the apart Padres right around the all still haven't like made the run, right? Like they, I was looking because they got they were sort of starting yeah. to make a run, but like it's one of the. 
It was sort of less that they were making run and yeah. that everyone else, especially in the wild card race, was falling apart. So that, you know, I think they're yeah, five and a half like back that. now of the wild card. Uh, but they were like three or something. Now, granted, they had a lot of teams competing with, so it still was. Uh, I think Fangraphs at peak had maybe like thirty-five. And but it, it was one of those. It was one of those five. things where. Uh, but still, like it, this is very shorthand. But like, I they haven't been um, at five hundred since like uh, I think I think it's either May eleventh or twelfth. And like they got close. If had they would had they won the first game against the Dodgers last weekend, or two of the first three, they would have got to five hundred again. But they did not because uh, the Dodgers won three out of four. Um, but like it's like one unless they're like it's hard to take them seriously when they're under five hundred. <laughs> you know, any like pretty much any team in a playoff race like that, even if it's like a bad race, and they're just they haven't made it. But then like the Diamondbacks have been plummeting like since. Um, for like a month, uh, like worst record in baseball plummeting. Um, and then they, they just played each other this week. Um, but to, to give you an idea how, how sort of much the Dodgers have um, gained, just this week alone, um, they were they were up four games on the Giants last Sunday. And now they're eight and a half. <laughs> so like, it's really good. Um, and then uh, they were, I was looking back, so if you go back to, um, the end of July, July 31st, um, uh, the Dodgers were up two and a half on the Giants, and now and now it's eight and a half. So like and, like Diamondbacks were three and a half back. Now they're just yeah. like forever back, and like yeah. So it, it's it's been rough for the, the rest of the division. So let's let's just recap the week. What you know uh, you know we, we right we did not bury the lead. They won them all. But uh, how how are they winning? Eric? So what, if you remember last week, a lot of what we're talking about is like who they didn't get at the trade deadline. <laughs> Man, they really, they really should have got right. one more pitcher, right? Like that would have been nice. They they had a deal for Eduardo Rodriguez, and he said nope. Um, they did add Ryan Yarbrough, who's been good. We'll we'll talk about him in a second. But like, um, the pitching was very clearly in need of help, and uh, they they've gotten it so far in in different ways. Um, the pitching has really been what's like driving them this month. Like the offense still still pretty great. But like the pitch, like having the pitching as the backbone is like why they're twelve and one in August right now. Um, like they just cut out all the the blow up games basically. Um, so like Lance Lynn has been in his first start, I believe, was August first. He's won all three starts. Uh, he's uh, allowed five total runs in eighteen innings. Four of them are earned. Uh, the four solo home runs are earned. Uh, so as of right now, all of his earned runs are solo home runs, which is funny. Uh, 22 strikeouts. He's basically thrown his fastball a lot more, um, and like it's helped, like just generally. Uh, they also got Clayton Kershaw back this week. Uh, that helped. He he was pretty good in his his debut. Um, five innings. He gave up a run. Uh, I don't remember. He I think he left. If I remember, right, he left trailing. Oh yeah, because the Dodgers didn't score until the seventh. Because uh, Ty Block was going up against him, and of course, uh, but yeah, remember it's literally Cyborg. said Ty Block after the game. That was Dave hilarious. Brooks. Actually, I will say this about the Kershaw game. Um, th- that was well, first of all, that was the game where I think I yeah. texted you and Craig uh, the day, uh, or maybe a few days before. I said Ryan Yarbrough is getting a um, a three inning save in Kershaw's. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he did pitch three innings after Kershaw, but ended up getting the win because, yeah, again, they didn't have the lead. 
But I, so the vibe was very weird uh, after the Kershaw's game. It was um, there was a lot of you could very very much tell that his shoulder was hurt way more than they've let on at all because it was like Kershaw's like hmm. I'm just grateful to be back you know that kind of a thing uh, Roberts is like well we I just hope we have to see how he is tomorrow hope you know so he can make his next start and it's like what what is like like and then like Muncie <laughs> like said like similar things like it, it's really great to have him out there you know hopefully he's gonna be good for the rest of the season it's like there's there's a lot of like whoa buddy like let, you know let's not get ahead of ourselves here but like uh he did end up uh <laughs> having just like normal soreness after the start nothing to report so it was pretty like regular he's actually starting again like just in line he seems fine but the vibe was like this was a lot more serious than they were letting on because it seemed like for a little bit it was let's give him a break like being very cautious and then like we're advising right. him rest and then but it seems like um, he was he was in more pain than he was he's been letting on, I would say. Um, but yeah, that that was the backdrop. But again, pitch well. It was Rockies, like you know, grain of salt, all that kind of stuff. But like you can only pitch who you pitch against, right? Who's on the schedule? So um, in in total, uh, so far in August, the Dodgers starting pitchers have a two twenty five ERA uh, through thirteen games, and again, team is twelve and one. I'm incl- I mean, I sort of fudged that a little bit because one of the games was Ryan Yarbrough's first game uh, with the Dodgers in San Diego, where Michael Grove opened and faced like the first five hitters, um, and then Yarbrough had a bulk relief, but it was really a start. It was like four and a third innings. He gave up a run, so that that's included in the starters bunch for me. It, it won't. That, I will say this: the opener has ruined um, splits on like Baseball Reference and stuff. It just it just makes a mess of things, and I hate it because I hate I hate disorder. Um, but uh, it was, like Yarbrough has been really good. He pitched three scoreless innings after in the Kershaw game. Uh, looked great. Uh, he uh, he also picked off a guy. I forgot who the runner was um, on Thursday, but he did it on the third move over. And like the new rule is, you can only pick off twice. And if you try a third time, if you don't get him, it's a balk. So. Uh, I guess he, the way Yarbrough described it was um, he was he's when they're dancing over there like that you got like you know I got to take a shot or whatever it was it was pretty funny so <laughs> yeah so it worked and they got it uh, but like so they that's it's like stabilized the pitching that, that's kind of what they needed like that's how you sort of avoid like long losing streaks if you can just not have the blow up games or like because they've had so many it was like it was crazy like how how often it was happening. They were relying on all the rookies. Um, and then, like, it stabilized to the point to where... So, the, the first game of the week, it could have been a very weird week. Because, they, they, they first of all, they had a wraparound four-game weekend series in San Diego that ended on a Monday, which is always just weird. Um, so, it's a day game Monday. Tony Gonsolin comes out, gives up a five-run third inning. And it's like, oh, another bad start from Tony Gonsolin. He's... They've been saying all year he's he's dealing with something physically. What is he dealing with? Well, they won't say. And, and so, like, he's had trouble recovering between starts. He's just been, like, pretty bad for, like, two months. And um, so before Saturday's game, which was Gonsolin starting. Oh, anyway, Dodgers offense 
immediately followed that five-run inning with an eight-run inning in the fourth. Mookie Betts hit a grand slam. Um, and then Gonsolin ended up going through six that game, which was like um, like a surprise like and much needed for the staff, you know, that kind of a thing. So that was at least a positive. But going before Saturday's game, Dave Roberts basically said that Gonsolin needed to like pitch well or else he's not going to be in the rotation. Like uh, He said... Uh, uh, I'm just quoting here. This is from this is from Saturday. I don't I don't have the audio queued up, but uh, it, it says no secret that uh, he's like, look, it's been a lot of starts that he hasn't pitched well, to be quite frank. <laughs> and then Robert said, um, given the way the other guys are throwing the baseball, he's going to have to pitch well. He'd be the first to tell you that. As we start getting guys back and honing in on the rest of the season, we're going to go with our best pitchers, and that's the way it should be. So it's like, all right. And then this is pregame Saturday. First pitch of the game, home run over the center field fence by Ezekiel Tovar. You're like, uh oh, like <laughs> this is. But then Gonzalez didn't give up like hardly anything the rest of the way. Six six innings, only the one run. Best start in two months easily. Um, but like Yarbrough's lurking, like he could be in the rotation if Gonzalez sort of falters. Ryan Pepio is like kind of lurking, like he was on a rehab assignment. He's he was out like the first four months with a strained oblique. He was on a, a rehab assignment first in AAA. Then they, they optioned him. He's still in AAA. I think he's made, it's either five or six starts. But on Sunday in Tacoma, he took a perfect game into the seventh inning. <laughs> he's pitching really well. Um, he ended up uh, giving up a single to start the seventh. He went six and two-thirds. He struck out 11. Uh, he's, that's looking, he's looking better. So, like, the point is, we're to the point now where it's like, there's, there's someone at the ready, like, if they need it, right? It's not like, well, we're down to these, you know, we're down to, like, four rookies in the rotation or whatever. They didn't have four, eight, three, I think. But still, like, it seems like they're in a much more stable place, at least rotation-wise. Like, so, yeah, that, that's, like, at least better. However, it's not, like, all, you know, roses. Uh, the last two days, they put a, a reliever on the injured list. Um, Yancy Almonte got his cleat stuck in on the mound in the, in the hole on the mound on in the ninth inning on Friday um, he was pitching in his second inning the Dodgers were up six to one he's just closing it out and there's two outs he tried to pitch through it he, he said like I wanted to you know just get that final out or whatever then he threw two more pitches and they're like nope we're bringing in Ryan Brazier so he said he thought he hyperextended it MRI showed I guess that he has a sprained uh, knee, so not sure exactly how long he's going to be out. Then, like, literally, I think the Dodgers technically announced it, like, right after the game started. I mean, they got the move into whatever the league office before that. Joe Kelly on the IL with elbow inflammation. They said, uh, I believe they announced elbow in the press box, forearm on the press release. It's all related. They said forearm for Gonsolin last year, too, when it was elbow. They, they always say that, but... Um, Dave Roberts, after the game, said this was, like, something he's been dealing with. Um, he went <clears> – <throat> Kelly missed 16 days in July with the White Sox with elbow inflammation. So, dealing with it, not the best sign, <laughs> like, just generally. But, like, that, they're sort of – you know, that's that's a thing. Shelby Miller, um, he's been out since June. It, when he first went on the injury list, it was neck pain. And then he sort of, like, clarified a little bit. He has a herniated disc in his neck that was, like, pinching the nerve, and it was causing problems, like, all down his, like, arm. Um, and he's been – he's thrown, I believe, three rehab games in the Arizona Complex League. 
Um, he's eligible to return next weekend at the earliest, but at least he's close-ish. Walker Bueller and Blake Trinan both pitched to hitters when the Dodgers were in Arizona at Chase Field on Wednesday. That's the first time for both of them facing hitters since their surgery. Uh, Bueller had Tommy John and flexor tendon repair last August. Uh, Trinan had shoulder surgery in November. Um, so I guess they were – just hearing Dave Roberts talk about it the few days after, they were surprised how how hard and how well Trinan was throwing because I believe uh, – I didn't obviously – was not in Arizona, but speaking to some of the reporters there, Trinan was like saying beforehand like – I'm just trying to get my velocity back. I hope I hope I can do it. And then he's like throwing 94 on Wednesday. They like he said he wasn't even sure if he was going to throw face hitters yet. And he comes out and he's like throwing 94. So there, it's like not that it's not like you know. Obviously, there's steps he has to go through. Same for Bueller, and he has to stretch out. But like, uh, at least it's more tangible, I guess. Especially in, for Bueller's case, like. He's going to have to do a rehab assignment. He's going to have to stretch out to at least four innings in the minors. So it's probably mid-month by the time he's ready. But, like, that's that could be okay. Like, as it seemed like way far farther off earlier in the year when he was talking about coming back, coming back in September. He said September 1. It's not going to be that. But, like, it's, it's at least a little more encouraging now that they're in that, like, not end game, but, like, uh, Finally, like you know, it, it's more real than 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 it was before. You just had to take a little yeah. break because I've been adding emojis to the show notes, and I, I got so distracted looking at. Uh, in this case, it's a uh, it's an evergreen tree, and because you so, have a, sh- a note here that just says trust tree. Dave, yeah, Dave Roberts is introduced there, a, a new Robertism? term into the, the lexicon on Thursday, I believe it was. Just talking generally about the bullpen, and like uh, I believe um, uh, Mike DiGiovanni at the LA Times ended up doing a story over the weekend on Ryan Brazier, who's who's done really well since coming over the Dodgers. He was minor league deal, really bad with the Red Sox earlier in the year. He's been great since joining the Dodgers. Um, but and then just generally the bullpen as a whole, and um, he this is what Robert said Thursday. He says any team uh, gets caught up in using guys that are in the trust tree a lot. When you have more guys in the trust tree, you can manage workload. Now, at this point, this is in the scrum. And also, it's the first day back from a homestand scrum. And so, there was, like, more, like, TV cameras and stuff. Like, first day back is usually, like, the busiest. And that's a busy scrum. But I remember, I think I turned to, like, a few other reporters were like, did he just say trust tree? <laughs> you know, like, it was, it was really funny. And then, But then he's, like, you know, adding... Adding Joe Kelly, giving Yancey a day. It's funny the first two players you mentioned have since went on the injury list, but but like Brazier a day, Gratterall. That's not. <laughs> his, but when we have other guys who can fill in, it makes it easier to give guys opportunities, which is true. They, that's they have been generally better. Um, so the the funnier part to me was later, like pretty much once the scrum was just about over. Uh, Mike DiGiovanni asked uh, uh, of the LA Times again asked Roberts. Um, he just sort of jokingly, he's like, why'd you come up with that? You know, like just kind of sort of digging him a little bit. But then he goes, uh, hey, Dave, does the trust tree change colors in October? And I swear to you, Dave's eyes lit up. He was so happy. He's like, they do. <laughs> it, was, it, was just, it was really funny. Uh, so that, I mean, that was worth it just for that little exchange. I thought that was great. Um, yeah, so uh, 
you know who else is in the trust tree, apparently? Uh, J.D. Martinez. Uh, Who's that? He's, they are, they are, yeah. they are trusting Get him in the that he will be eventually able to play again. Uh, he's got tightness in, it's like a very involved situation where it's causing both tightness in his hamstring and groin area. He had back problems earlier. They were saying like that may have been also related. Um, he hasn't played since last Sunday. He missed the last seven games. Um, he got an epidural injection uh, midweek. I believe he left uh, when the Dodgers were in Arizona. He came back to L.A. early to do that. And then we went through the whole Dave Roberts cycle of, and again, this isn't Roberts' fault. It's just like, I mean, there is a progression to it, but like, you, you sort of have to take with a grain of salt, like, some of the daily, like, the daily updates on injuries because you it, unless it's like more concrete then it's it's hard to be like to run with something like oh he's available to pinch it tonight no he's not like you know that kind of a thing like there's part of it where they don't want to it's like gamesmanship you don't want to say hey we're only going to play with our 18 guys on our roster tonight uh, we want to let the other team know it's not that it's not that involved but like the the basic the the cycle here was uh, earlier in the week yeah, we hope to have him in the lineup by Friday. Then a couple days later, it's like, yeah, I, I think if he goes through all the stuff, goes, he's going to probably start on Saturday. And then I think on Thursday was when it brought up, like, um, the possibility of Sunday. And uh, I think I, I tweeted something to this effect. I said, look, Monday is an off day. They've already talked about <clears throat> um, Martinez having trouble in getting ready for day games. I believe Dave Roberts described it earlier this, like last couple weeks ago, as Martinez has a lot of moving parts <laughs> that takes a long time to get ready or something. Um, so they're wary of him in day games. I'm like, look, Monday off day, they're gonna they're gonna ride this through to Tuesday. That's very obvious. And sure enough, that's where we're at. As we're recording now, the hope is JD Martinez is going to start Tuesday. He. He was nominally available to pinch hit Sunday. They did not use him. They did not need him. Um, but yeah, in the last, so he's only started two of the Dodgers' last 14 games, and he pinch hit in another. He technically started three games, but one of those games he was pinch hit for before he batted one, like when he first batted, so like, because he, he couldn't go. So he also missed two games uh, a week before that, so so basically the Dodgers have been playing short, a man short for a week and then, you know, limited before that. Meanwhile, like Michael Bush uh, has been tearing up AAA since he, he was optioned at the end of June. He has 16 home runs in 37 games uh, in that span and an OPS over 1,100 with, with Oklahoma City. Now the Dodgers have been spreading around the DH starts. They're getting like everyone involved. Um, deadline acquisitions, uh, we talked about like how the pitching has helped. I will say Joe Kelly, um, before he went on the injury list, he appeared in four games, struck out seven of his 14 batters face. So, like, it didn't allow a run. He did allow uh, an inherited run to score on a wild pitch, which was, you know, classic Joe Kelly, but, like, has been generally pretty good. Um, but on the hitting side, Kike Hernandez and Ahmed Rosario, they both have a uh, slugging percentage at least 500. I think Ahmed Rosario has driven in 11 runs in 14 games. Um, Kike has a 131 WRC plus. Rosario's at 130. Uh, but so, 
You know, the, this has always kind of been kind of like an online mantra is like, this is what the Dodgers do. They take, you know, Max Muncy yeah. being, I think, maybe the pillar and Chris Taylor being the, the pillar examples of this. Uh, but yeah, they've yeah. had some misses no lately. So, you know, uh, it's not. Oh, yeah, it's not always going to work. Uh, but the fact that uh, at least thus far, everyone they've touched and trade this year, seems to have largely turned to gold. That's been. Yeah. Cool uh, but see. I think Short also it's sort of um, like the even even if these guys weren't producing like they have been, it would have been like they were literally. um mm-hmm. You know, it, it got to the point late in games where their right-handed options off the bench were Austin Barnes and Miguel Rojas, right? Sometimes. And that said, we're recording on a day yeah. where Miguel Rojas homered and drove in four runs. Uh, but, like... Yeah, and, but also the... the And right. also the start, the lineup against a lefty. Uh, I mentioned the game, the game I went to in, uh, at, at the Royals was... was uh, uh, oh, yeah. Vargas was hitting fifth. So it's, I think. <laughs> it's yeah, it's um, it's been more. They have a, like like a bit more complete roster on the position player side. So but so but like the point there mm-hmm. is like even if Bush had been called up like say last week or whatever, he probably still wouldn't have played it. It's not like they would have been like you're the DH, sir, you know, guy. Like they've also. Fa- Although you know what, like you you say that, and I I agree with you. But we're, they're getting the point with an eight and a half game lead. Like it may be worth being a little bit more aggressive on kind of seeing what they have at the, the back end of of both pitchers and hitters to try and figure out that sort but, of the, the last spots. Or if someone got hurt, if JD. But Mar- I but Martins I think at this hurt, point, like, they would carry. There there are no there's no competition. Like there's no there is no last spot. Yeah, <laughs> this this happened last week where I like right. I'm I, I I know how right, baseball but then, works. But if someone's, someone's getting, getting hurt, hurt then, in they, September. then that's when <laughs> yeah. that's when he gets playing time, right? Like, but but uh, but I think too yeah, like fair, there's there's the enough, caution part enough. where you want to have JD Martinez ready for October. So like if he plays immediately now, isn't as important as if he's ready for October. So that's sort of the other cautious right. side. Like why don't you just rest him? You know. Like usually the the, right. the the calculus is something like, well, we could for for a hitter it's ten days, right? Ten days on the injured list. We're, we might waste five days uh, with a short roster before deciding, um, for the hopes that Martinez might be ready for the back half of those ten, like those maybe for those last five games. Like with the because the gain would have been like say earlier in the year, like what are you gonna like? Oh, you're gonna have Yanni Hernandez on the roster, like you know, like they didn't they weren't really playing him, you know that kind of thing. So and Michael Bush obviously better hitter. Um, they've also been facing a lot of lefties, so like um, they faced like against the Rockies three out of four uh, lefties. I think they've, uh, I think it's like it's something like um, ten, something like ten of the last like. 16 games or something has have been against lefty starters which is they had like seven in the previous like month plus um so that's part of it but like it, it is it just seems weird on a team that like prides itself in maximizing advantages that they that they do play with a short roster so often like it's not like a, a huge thing but like oh the other thing i guess uh michael bush did play left field uh, he started in left field saturday for triple a Oklahoma City, that's the first start this year for him there. He did start, I believe, 13 games in the outfield last year. He played one inning at the end of a blowout for the Dodgers this year in left field. It was a 13-1 game in the ninth. 
Uh, so I think it's not, I don't think they're doing that for this season. Um, I think same goes for Miguel Vargas. I think they're going to try to move those guys around and like, that's how they sort of gain roster prevalence for next year. If they're, you know, if they're not traded or whatever, but like, yeah, that, I think that's, that's where we're at, uh, with this, but you know, even with, um, you know, the offense was still pretty good. They, they didn't, they, they won three games this last week when they didn't homer, and they won, like, four games when they didn't homer the entire season before that. So, like, yeah. I'm going to – I want to – it's not in the – I'm following a little small audible. Uh, around this time last year, maybe it was a little later, I sort of lifted up Gavin Lux had kind of been this, like, sort of oh yeah kind of unsung – Oh, man, guy. what I a turnaround. James yeah. Outman after, you know, yeah, like – how often do we see this though wicked hot start and then yeah. the slumps and then just kind of fades to stick with it to not get down and now he's back up to an 800 ops uh ops plus of uh 115 while playing good center field de- defense um and in there almost every yeah, holding day, his own against lefties really cool to see um they so yeah like you're right great in april rookie of the month in 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 the national league like terrible in May and June and like, but then like really yeah. good in July, like not, not April great, but still like well above average great month. Um, better in August. Like I think since, I don't know if this is still true, but it's yeah. very close to this, but I believe since the all-star break, he has roughly a 500 on base percentage. And right now, like we're about a month from that, like Ju- July 14th was the first game after the all-star break. So he, he's been, just a force like and like hitting basically like seventh usually or something like that and like like having that guy in Mm -hmm. your lineup at that spot like that that just makes him all the better so all right i've deleted didn't need to make a ton of plays on sunday because uh, julio urias uh tied his career high with 12 strikeouts he struck out seven in a row at one point. Now, the question today is not about the Dodgers record for second strikeouts. That was amazingly Aaron Harang in 2012. I was at that game. I saw it in person. I still don't believe it. Um, he allowed a single to Mike Cameron uh, to start that game and then struck out the next nine. <laughs> um, that was also – so if you remember, this is April 2012. Matt Kemp had, like, season for the ages in 2011. He was – Blazing hot That's to true. start um, 2012. He was even better, and then he uh, injured his hamstring, and then things just, ooh, just sort of petered out after that. But I just remember I was sitting, <laughs> I believe, next to Dylan Hernandez of the L.A. Times, who was the beat writer then. He's columnist now. Um, and I think it was this game. I, I believe I just turned to him and said this was early in the season, but like it was still like, you know, maybe 10 games in. I don't remember. But I just remember turning to Dylan. I go, you know, if he homers here, he has a thousand slugging percentage. Then he homers. <laughs> I was like, good lord! All right. So anyway, that was just a <laughs> weird memory of that game. Um, but but back to Urias. Uh, by not walking anyone Sunday, he has the first game by a Dodger this season with double digit strikeouts and no walks. Which pitcher had the last? Which Dodgers pitcher mm-hmm. had the last before Urias? I'm not excited for this question because I have a guess and I'm guessing it's wrong, but uh, we'll, we'll find out after this. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Who had the last uh, no, 10 oh, strikeout, I, no walk? I, I was going to ask you game. before double we went digit, to break, Double um, digit, double digit. When you said you have yeah. a guess or you guess you're going to be wrong, does that mean if you're wrong, then you're right? Uh-huh. Because you guess you're going to be wrong? And I, I like it. Okay. Yeah, I, like, it's hedging my I got, bets, ca- I got right? caught in the loop I have there. to be right Sorry. somewhere. So, yeah. So, when you tell yeah. me that I'm wrong, I'll be like, see, I'm so smart. Um, he Clayton has the Kershaw? previous two before this person. Got it. Okay. And I, I'm pretty sure he's had at least one, if not multiple, this year. nine Yeah, actually, yeah. Zeros. Like, like uh, it, I think at least yeah, three yeah. <laughs> off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I will say <sighs> Clayton Kershaw, by the way, in, in Dodgers history, 27, uh, double digit, no walk. Uh, yeah, no, we, the, this, yeah, we'll, we've we'll get into the second place, guys, in and a that's second. That's why. <laughs> the, there's four pitchers tied for second place with seven <laughs> in Dodgers history. Um, Walker Bueller? Oh, I lost the page. Okay. Walker Bueller had the. Uh, you have to go back five games uh, before Urias. Uh, it was April 25th last year. Okay. He pitched a shutout in Arizona. Um, 10 strikeouts, no walks last April. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, Urias is the first year? this year. I, I will tell you, it was it was. I'll, I'll okay, give you the, okay, the okay. so. Remember last first, year yeah, was okay, the lockout, yeah, yeah. and they had to abridge or they had to sort of append three extra days to the schedule, and they 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 made up part of the season with some double headers, and then part of it they, they they took the first week of games that was canceled, and like attached half of it to the back end of the schedule. So the Dodgers ended the year with six games against the Rockies. Um, and this this um, performance was against those Rockies on October second last year, which was, I believe, the Sunday before the Wednesday end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Sunday before the Wednesday. Uh, I'm or, tapping out. My hint? brain's fried. Uh, Too late. He's an angel right now. Yeah. Anderson. I will. I will give you this because we, we were discussing this. Um, you, 
you threw out a name, and I will. No, I'm, so I'm yeah, gonna, we I'm went on a break. Know, I'm going to give you credit because because what you really guessed was T. Anderson, which is right. Yeah, it's Tyler <laughs> Anderson. No, what had happened is you know my brain doesn't work well, mm-hmm. and if it happens where you ask me this, and I I didn't guess because I knew I didn't know forgot Tyler Anderson's first name, yeah. and because I could only think of Tim Anderson, and I'm like White Sox shortstop, not a pitcher, uh, and I'm like. And I just froze. Uh, and that's why I have a lot of malaprops on the show. And then I get trivia questions wrong. If, like, Jeopardy would allow you to, like, give a description uh, of, of like, the answers, I'd, I'd be so much better. But alas, you're, I'm not. You're, like, so. describing around, like, the guy or how he looks. Like, he had a hitch in his delivery. Yeah. Like, he was... <laughs> uh, you, you talked about Immaculate Grid. Uh, this yeah. happens in Immaculate Grid yeah. all the time. Where I'll just, like, I'll list off all these details about a player but i can't get to their name now it's somewhat helpful because a lot of the time i will either remember one part of their name or like a fragment of it and then i can just search for that <laughs> and the the autocomplete will help but i i will say this i did not get all nine in in today's immaculate grid. i got really close i um i biffed the royals tigers that is for, also for, no it's Hold on, I'm checking real for, quick. For some I, reason, I thought Carlos Guillen played for the Royals as well as the Tigers. He did not. Um, so I didn't, but I was very proud of my Dodger row, um, or column, I guess. Um, I, I got the lowest score I can remember on a single guess. Uh, my my Dodger angel was yep. Ellie Rodriguez, who was a catcher. <laughs> Point zero zero five percent. I've never gotten that low, uh, and the reason I remember him um, is because for like almost two decades, he was the go-to, like in the paper when oh, the Dodgers and Angels just don't make trades. The last time they made a trade was like nineteen seventy-six when they traded Ellie Rodriguez. <laughs> I didn't really know who he was, like, um, but yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that. Uh. To let you know, I also biffed Royals Tigers. Nice. I'm try- trying to remember who I put, but it was another one that I thought knew had been a Royal, was thought maybe was a Tiger and hadn't been. Anyways. Yeah. <sighs> I will Man. say uh, Tim Leary was only 0.2% on Dodgers Brewers. I was very happy about that. <laughs> I, I I went with a little more stock just because I was low on time. I went with yeah, uh, Andrew right. Heaney uh, and Eric Gagne. Do you, do you time yourself doing it? No, or it's just. But you're like, you're, yeah, no, I'm you just have like, literal okay. time I, to do. I have, <laughs> I have other things to do. You, you, have, you, have, you have children and a family, and like, yeah. not me, my friend. I have nothing but time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, anywho, uh, hey, 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 guess what? Hey, what? It's time for questions and Greg. We love them. All right, trivia for you. Eric. But, but before we start, I just want to add, Clayton Kershaw does have th- the three nine-strikeout, zero-walk games this year, including when yeah. he got his 200th <laughs> win. So, yeah, you're you're right on that. Can I, bl- I bet there's an umpire at fault for at least one of those. <laughs> That's so. right. You should have, ca- should have had at least 11. It. Shouldn't have made me think of Tim Anderson as the, <laughs> the Dodgers. Uh, he's, he, he has struck out a lot this year, so... Like. <laughs> Uh, the uh, nice little intro note from Craig is the Dodgers are playing well and firmly in the lead in the, in the National League West. With that, here are this week's questions. The Dodgers host the Brewers and Marlins this week, so let's ask them questions about those teams against the Dodgers. Uh, Two Brewers 
have hit at least 10 home runs against the Dodgers. Can Eric name these players in five guesses? Probably not. Um, oh, okay. The two Brewers. Um, this is where it gets weird because, you know, obviously American League team for a while. And then, so it's all the, like, more recent National League team. But I'm trying to remember, like, which guys were on there long enough to hit 10 home runs. So I, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go Ryan Braun. Leads with 12. And then I the other one that's, like, more likely to me, it seems like would be Cecil. No, Prince Fielder. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Prince Fielder only hit five. Oh, okay, then I will. Oh, I guess Christian Yelich, but hit I don't. Seven. I'm, okay. Okay, so let's now now go back to some of the bom- the, the bombers here. I I don't know how I don't remember how long he was on the team. So I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say Richie Sexton. Uh, not in my short list. Oh boy. Uh, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna give you, it's your last guess. So I'm gonna give you a hint. I'm gonna give you the years. Okay. Uh, played. I, I believe this is played with the Brewers. Checking. Yep. Uh, from. Uh, played as a Brewer against the Dodgers from 1998 to 2007. Oh no. Um. Oh wait. 90. Okay. Jeff Jenkins. Yes. Nice USC guy. I believe. Wait, there you go. Wow. Um, three Marlins have stolen at least 10 bases against the Dodgers over the years. Can Eric name them? Uh, I think I, I, I think the, the, the go-to here is, well, <laughs> wow, was he there long enough? Uh, no, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go Juan Pierre, old friend. Uh, only six. Ugh. Okay, let's go with uh, Luis Castillo then. Stole 10. Um, okay, now here's the thing. Uh, so... This, uh, by the time this is out, if you're reading the week in review at True Blue LA, the gauntlet this week for the Dodgers that I chose was the Chuck Carr gauntlet because he played for both teams. But I don't think he, I, I'm going to go Chuck Carr here because I think he was with the Marlins longer. Stole 10. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Pretty happy. Um, so now I'm, I'm okay. One more Marlin with 10 steals. Um, ooh. Now it's a matter of like figuring out like longer like who was there a while um, this player stole 12 stolen bases mm-hmm. okay um, I don't think he was there that often um, 12. Hanley Hanley Ramirez wow all right 37 games wow Five Brewers are tied for the lead with three wins against the Dodgers. Can Eric name these three? Uh, name three of these pitchers. That's not a lot. Um, uh, ben Sheets. Uh, ben Sheets has three wins. Um, oof. Well, let's. I want to go. So instead of going with the Cy Young winner first, I'm going to say Brandon Woodruff. No. Then I'll I'll go Corbin Burns then. No. Oh, three wins. Um, okay. Um, oh wait. Um, wait, was this guy a Brewer back then? Uh, Eric Lauer. Uh, Eric Lauer only has two. <laughs> um. Okay. 
thinking here. Having a hard time coming up with brewer pitchers. Um, this one's a, it's a rough one. Uh, nope. Uh, I, I can only, I, I'm having a hard time. So I'm just going to say Freddie Peralta. I don't know. Uh, I don't think uh, that's right. I th- I, it is. Hold oh. on. I, I'm checking something real quick. Sorry, you said Freddie Peralta. I I, I, I judged too quickly. It is Willie Peralta. Uh, that's, that's what I meant. I said Peralta. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Tyler Anderson. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the most embarrassing. Like, I've definitely forgotten. Like, I frequently forget my social security number, which is. No. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, 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 five. Yeah. Five, yeah. Uh, oh. oh. Uh, whatever. Uh, you also missed uh, Zach Davies and Doug Davis ah, and Mike, and Mike are... Fears. Yeah, fires, Odin. fires, fires. Sorry. Yeah. Three Marlins have recorded five or more saves against the Dodgers. Who are these firemen? Um, so the first name that came to my mind, I don't even think is right, but I'm going to say it because it's Tyler Matt, Anderson, Matt Manti. It is not Matt Manti. Um, Brian Harvey. Uh, has five saves. Um, uh, I don't even know. He was with. He wasn't with them that long. Uh, let me think here. What about Rababunen? <laughs> uh, I actually thought that was an audio blip no. on my end for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, yes, yeah. uh, had seven saves. Oh, nice. Okay, I figured it out. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you've noticed, Eric. My mind is shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, my delivery was obviously a plus, so I don't know what, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, okay. One more, uh, five saves. Um, this player had seven saves. Oh, in that case, no. Um, wow. Who, oh, uh, was it El Pulpo, uh, Antonio Alfonseca? Nope. Was it Guillermo Moda? I don't, it was not Guillermo Moda. Do we have years? Uh, we do have years as a Marlin. Yep. Uh, uh, 2013 to 2017. Man, I just uh, I just remembered. I don't know who was closing for them then. Um, 2013 to 17. Okay, so this was. Oh, who would have been closing for them? Uh, No, uh, no. The only thing I can think of, I think he was a Dodger going the other way in the Hanley deal, uh, or back to the Dodgers or to the Dodgers. Randy Cho, obviously, he wasn't saving games, but I, I can't think of any other. I don't know who. AJ Ramos, <sighs> old friend. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he he signed with the Dodgers in the last couple of years. He didn't end up pitching. He was hurt, but yeah. Anyway, nice. All right, you did good. Yeah. Other than on that Brewers pitcher's question, you did pretty Oof, bad there. Yeah. But hey, I couldn't remember Taylor Anderson's name. I'll drop it. I, I swear. All right. Uh, that's more. Uh, here we go. Uh, uh, most likely to be a candidate for the postseason bullpen: Walker Bueller, Ryan Pepio, Shelby Miller, or Michael Grove. This has to be Shelby Miller, right? I think it's yeah. I think it's Shelby Miller of the starters. The the three starters. Michael Grove is the most likely, I think. I think because he's yep. probably 
has the bigger uh, play up with his stuff, like, and he's done it like two total times, I think. So it's not, I mean, it's, you know, I think it, it's a long shot. But, like, I think with Walker Bueller, it could be a time issue. Let's say he doesn't get stretched out. So then he, they, but they still want him on the roster. Then he makes, then he's in the bullpen. But I, I think they're going to, I think he's going to probably have enough time to stretch out. And I think he, he makes, he's one of the four starters for them. Um, that's what I think, but it's obviously, there's a long way to get there. Um, but I think that's where it's headed. Um, so, but yeah, I think, I think it's Shelby Miller. Uh, I think pretty, pretty clearly, even if it's like the last guy, you know, even if he's the last mm-hmm. guy, but I, I think they, they find, cause he's been, he was really good against righties. Uh, he walked a lot earlier in the year, but like all, it was good enough against righties to where he could be almost a specialist in that regard. Um, so yeah. Going into Sunday's games, Baltimore, Texas, and Milwaukee hold either a two- or two-and-a-half game lead in their respective divisions. Which one of these teams would be your surprise team to hold on to their lead, and do you think either of them could still fall out of the postseason? Um, I think I picked the Brewers to win the division, by the way, so yeah, I don't know how I, big of a surprise they are. I think of, of the three, the I think the only one who's not who, who could not make the postseason is the Brewers. But I, I well, think, so, but, but it's they're to, also to win the division. To win the division, to be clear. Is... But but he said, but he said, or, or, and do you think either of them could still fall out of the postseason? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree. With I you. think all. I think Texas is the least. No, Texas is the least likely. No, I don't know. I think I think it's more likely that the Astros pass the Rangers than the Rays overtake Baltimore. I know that's that's been like back and forth. And Baltimore's mm-hmm. pitching isn't great, like, but also Rays keep getting hurt. Um, but I think the Brewers have the, the the better hold on a division lead. It's the Cubs trailing them. They're fine, but like, I think the Brewers are better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, but I think all, all three are are in. Like, yeah, and I yeah. think all three win their division too. Yeah, yeah. Simply. Will Freddie Freeman break the Dodger franchise record of 52 doubles in a season, or he just settle for the LA Dodger record of 49 by Sean Green? Um, Freddie Freeman is going to break the franchise record, so he will have. Uh, he was going to hit. I don't have the. I'm trying to pull up the calendar as we speak. Um, so he's at. Ah, I forgot where he's at right now. He did not get a hit on Sunday, so he's at. Um, 43 doubles through Sunday. He had a career-high 47 last year. Um, he is on pace for 59 and a half. When I'm gonna, I'm gonna round that up and say he's on pace for 60. Um, but the Dodgers only have they're, they're off Monday, which is the day you'll hear this. Then they only have four off days the rest of the season. Um, he's gonna hit his 53rd double on. September twelfth against the Padres. There you go. Yeah, I uh, I don't have the schedule pulled up, so I can't pick a date. Yeah, I'll take uh, the after. How about that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> One of the great here it is question uh, here it is question <laughs> the next Eric. Whew. 
Here's the next question, Eric. Are you excited? It's the food one. It's the one that made me Yay. hungry. Maybe that's why I've been so uh, you've been th- you've been today. so thinking about food. Because like, yeah. I have been thinking about the Bay City's Godmother. One of the great things about the Bay I, City's Godmother. I've never eaten there. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh my. Well, okay. Next time I'm out in LA, which uh, yeah. I don't know when that will be, but soon enough. Yeah. Uh, we're going. I'll take you to the West Side, and we're going getting you a godmother and you can bring a few home with you and you should get a meatball sub too also great sure are the fresh baked rolls used for the sandwich while any bad ingredient can be the downfall of a sandwich how important is the bread for any sandwich you are making at home it's Uh, it's gotta be really good it's the most important i make my own i have learned to make my own hoagie rolls at home that's awesome specifically because i could not find any that i really really liked um easily around the the area uh a great bread plus medium quality ingredients equals a great sandwich. Oh yeah, it, the, um, the it's it's like um, the bite. It makes the bite so much more like pleasurable, or more, yeah. it's just better. Um, so I will say this now: this is ballpark food standards, but um, at the Dodgers like cheesesteak stand, I think there's a few of them. The one mm-hmm. I went to was on the field level. Uh, during this homestand, they are doing a pastrami sandwich. Um, and I've gotten the, a, a cheesesteak, I believe, twice this year. Um, it's been okay. But like, um, the first time I got it, it wasn't, like, quite hot. You know, they have to make stuff ahead of time, and it's just, it wasn't good. But, like, I got the pastrami sandwich. It was, a like, a pretty normal, like, deli pastrami sandwich, the the danger with getting ballpark food, especially with like that, is that the bread's going to be crap, like yeah. stale, hard. This bread was soft, and it was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is a good. It made it like a good sandwich. It was yeah. it was very good. So I was like so elated by that. Um, so I when when I I don't like I not that I'm trying to like necessarily cut out bread. But I think I'm more likely to get a sandwich, like, eating out than I am making it at home. Only because, like, I it's, I don't pl- I don't often go through, like, a loaf of bread like that. Uh, it's just a lot, you know? Like, uh, maybe I just, I don't want that many sandwiches or whatever over X amount of days. But my thing is, um, I don't, it's better to, like, keep the be- bread refrigerated sometimes to, so it keeps longer. But also, I hate that. <laughs> I don't like eating that. I will bread. say I, the uh, the yeah. hoagie rolls that I make yeah. are are best. Um, make a sandwich. Don't put anything like lettuce in it. If yeah. you want, you can do add it later. But don't do it there. Wrap it in like oh, uh, yeah. butcher paper. Put it in the fridge, and then wait twelve hours. And then everything's marinated together. It's just a little softer. It's uh, yeah. That's I'm hungry. Pretty, that's, I'm that's pretty you. solid. No. Yeah, but the the bread is so good. Like, I mean, you if you get a like a a nice soft, it, it could be um, a little toasted, but like a, a, as long as like the the rest of the bread is like soft and chewy, like oh man, that's 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 heaven right there. That's that's really good. And uh, I have no, I it the the bread takes too long to make. I can't do it tonight. I'm oh. Disappointed. Uh, but maybe maybe tomorrow I'll cave and. I actually don't have bread in the house right now because I did not pick up any at the store. So 
I'm inclined to go make a drive and, <laughs> and get a sandwich of some sort. Um, That's Yeah, I don't think any of the good sandwich places are open around town, but if yeah. they were, I, I'd probably cave. Well, uh, that's it for us uh, for the three-inning save. Um, hopefully you're eating a sandwich somewhere. Uh, thanks again to producer Brian Salvatore. Thanks for thanks to Craig Minami for wetting our whistle again, uh, making us hungry at the end of a podcast. We hope you're hungry, too, for more podcasts, and we'll have more three-inning save for you uh, next week. Thanks for listening, everybody.